Hey, spooky people. It's me, Emily. It's me, Marissa. <laughs> and this is... Unknown Compelling Force. <laughs> I hate how every episode we have to remember what number we're at, and we're literally only at 11. I know. Like, <laughs> I, I actually have to go, like, onto our website or onto our Spotify and, like, see what number we did last time, because I don't remember. That is so bad. We have the worst memory ever. I do want to mention, it's been very hard to do the research for this episode because all I can think about <laughs> is the finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier, okay? Oh, can't God. relate. <laughs> I know you can't relate, but it has, I have started the paperwork to officially adopt Sam Wilson as my son. Um, Bucky Barnes is and always will be my husband. He was my man long before Nick was my is man. Is he the hot one? Yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, like, he's all right. You can throw a dart at any Marvel movie, and it's going to land on the hot one. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. Which, actually, I got my friend, finally, she's not, like, a movie person. She has zero interest in Marvel, never has, but I've been, like, kind of trying to get her to watch them, and she's been watching a lot of, like thirst trap TikToks that are, like, of Bucky Barnes or whatever, and I finally convinced her to start watching the MCU, mm -hmm. and I gave her, like, a speed run list of all the thirstiest movies, but really it was mostly just, like, my favorite. <laughs> but, like, also, like, like, the main ones. But so she's finally watching them just for the thirst, which I get. Yeah. I understand. I mean, I guess. I feel like the only, like, Marvel guy I thought was really, really hot was... Michael B. Jordan, I, I think he's so gorgeous. And I mean, he is, but, like, when you stand him <laughs> next to everyone else in Marvel, you're going to say he's I'm, the only one? I'm not into Chris Hemsworth. I don't like blondes. First of all, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> and But I do also love Robert Downey Jr. He is also my, like, middle school crush, like, That's so Johnny weird. Depp and Robert Downey Jr. My friend and I were talking about how, of all the Marvel guys... Like, we can appreciate that Robert Downey Jr. is, like, an attractive man, mm -hmm. but we would not say he's, like, a thirst trap. I keep, and I'm forgetting about Tom Holland, too, obviously. Yeah, Tom Holland's obviously. there, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, You've yeah. You've got the trio I mean, yeah. of Chris's. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> don't ask me. Anyway, that's way too much detail <laughs> about how I feel about all the Marvel men and how every single one is my man. Don't question it. Um, <laughs> that's a mood. But so that's what I've been up to and trying really hard to do the research for this, but getting distracted. So mm. what have you been up to? <clears throat> anything? Nothing? Oh, God, nothing. I don't do anything. It's just school. Mm. And we have two weeks left, but not really because we have summer classes that start four days after. <laughs> so <laughs> Your summer vacation of four days. Yeah, it's fucked up. But anyway. You're a grad student. You don't get to have a personality. No. I've been watching... Um, the Thousand Pound Sisters on TLC, if that counts. That sounds really fun. They are fucking hilarious. I love that. They are so funny. I mean, it, like, also it's really sad because, like, they have to... It's like their journey of weight loss, you know? Right. They really struggle with that. But at the same time, they're sisters. They're just so funny. Like, I don't know. But anyway, I just, you know, watching too much TV. That's pretty much it. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I try so hard to make myself go outside, but, like, I just spend some time outside at work. Yeah, And then exactly. I get home and I just want to sit in my bed because being an adult is just, like, being at work all day, yeah. being excited to go home, and then when you get home, you have time to eat dinner mm -hmm. and get ready for work the next day, and then that's it. Yep. So, I don't really... <laughs> and we both work with kids, and it's 
eight hours a day, like nine hours for me, and you do it five days a week yeah. somehow. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what a full time job is, Emily. I know, but I'm at school, so. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll understand when you're my age. I literally told my students today they wanted me to play tag with them. I'm like, guys, once you turn 25, you're not allowed to have fun. Sorry. Wait, I literally all the time the kids at work would be like, Miss Emily, I want to play hide and seek or whatever on the playground. I'm like, oh, Miss Emily can't run. Well, Miss Emily was in a back brace for how many years? <laughs> like, five? <laughs> for me, it's more of like, I'm just so tired of having wood chips in my shoes. If I stand Ugh. still enough, I don't end up with wood chips in my shoes, guys. <laughs> Kids. Anyway. <laughs> gotta love them. Alright, um, this week, like I said, we're getting into con- some conspiracy theories again. Eee? I'm very excited. I feel like our last time our conspiracies were more of like a preamble into conspiracy theories instead of actually talking about like the fun parts yeah and like now we're talking about ones that we're really into yeah this is actually one of my favorite it's my because a lot of people love people love conspiracy theories like when they're like what's the craziest one you know and i this one is great because it's so easy to just throw out there no i will not elaborate (laughs) it just is (laughs) it just is um so what do you know about the moon that the moon landing was fake. Shut up. Overdone and dry. <laughs> Is there anything, like, interesting you know about the moon? Because I was just like, whatever, it's a big white rock that's up there. There's weird stuff, but who cares? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I was always into space, but, like, not to that extent. I don't really care about the moon. I like learning about, like, the universe itself and, like, black holes and stuff. There you go. Okay. That's, honestly, yeah, when we talk about, like, spooky space stuff, it's not like the the moon that comes to mind honestly like after earth we probably know the most about the moon because it's right the fuck there bro like it's literally next door neighbor it's like that little annoying neighbor kid he's always there even though it takes like how many months how how long does it take to get to the moon like a a month what i don't know don't know i don't think it takes a a month (laughs) maybe like a i don't know a couple of days no i don't think so hold on i'm gonna look it up You all you know is just like a twelve hour trip. <laughs> three days. I what write. the fuck? Yeah, it's only three days. What am I thinking of? Also, did you know if you took all the veins and capillaries out of your body and like sat them end to end, you would die? Oh, I thought you were gonna say it would reach the moon because I feel I like know. I've heard that before. <laughs> I know that's what you thought. That's why I made it better. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Fun facts about the moon. There's a lot of stuff that we know about the moon, like I said, but there's also so much that we actually don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things that we quote-unquote know about the moon are just scientific hypothesis. Like, they're not completely solid Mm -hmm. evidence. Um, Which is the case for a lot of science, but especially the moon. And space in general. Yeah, honestly. So, obviously, there are a million different conspiracy theories about space and the government and yada, yada, yada. The first thing everyone says when you talk about the moon is that the moon landing was faked. (laughs) Overdone and dry. (laughs) Everyone has talked about how you can see the strings. Whatever. Guys, we went to the moon. Okay. Here's a newbie for you. Yeah. The moon is hollow. I feel, honestly, since you started talking about wanting to do this topic, um, whatever, however long ago it was, I don't think I've heard that before. Yeah, the I moon, really don't. The moon is hollow, um, and there might be someone inside. Oh. So. God? God? Is that you? <laughs> is that you, God, in the moon? <laughs> no. Uh, could be the government. Could be aliens. <laughs> we'll get there. So this conspiracy theory is 
the moon is hollow. Okay. I was ready to do a few different conspiracy theories about the moon, but in my typical fashion, I'm going to talk for way too long about one thing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's so much to it, honestly. Yeah. Um, first, I want to talk about some of the anomalies that are surrounding the moon, because there's a lot of like weird gray area information surrounding mm-hmm. her, because yes, the moon is a girl, duh. Everything is. That's just, I mean, yes, but especially the moon. <laughs> okay, so first, the creation and composition of the moon are weird. Okay. For example, we have no idea where the moon came from. Mm-hmm. So we, we have theories, but we don't know for sure. There's a lot of disagreement whether the moon actually came from Earth or not. So moons, usually for planets, show up in two fashions, either by capture or accretion, I think is how this word is pronounced. Capture means exactly what it sounds like. Basically, there's a body just kind of ambling around the cosmos. It gets caught in a gravitational field of a planet, and it stays there. Oh, okay. Um, This theory is kind of up in the air because all of the math and science agree that the moon is way too big to be caught in our relatively small gravitational field, Mm -hmm. which I'll talk more about later. The size of the moon is actually really a huge anomaly in our solar system. Hmm. Um, and accretion means that it was created from the planet that it's orbiting. So a lot of scientists and theorists think that the Earth was hit by an object about the size of Mars, and it broke off a big chunk that compacted itself and became the moon. This theory is dismissed a lot because the moon is actually almost a billion years older than Earth, and maybe even older than the sun. Wow. So the Earth is dated to be around 4.6 billion years old, and rocks on the moon have been dated as like 5.3 billion years old, which might be older than the sun. There's a lot of up-in-the-air stuff about how old the sun is also. So we don't actually know where it came from, Mm -hmm. for sure, Mm -hmm. which is strange. And a lot of the chemical composition of the moon doesn't line up with Earth. Yeah. So there are a lot of higher concentrations of metals like titanium and stuff, and even processed metals like brass and mica, that show up naturally all over the moon, but are really, really sparse on Earth, so it's unlikely that the moon came from Earth. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's just, like, the way I'm thinking about it, it's, like, how, like, I mean, how how did the Earth form? Like, I don't even know that kind of stuff, so yeah. it's, like... Right. So like, it's, like, I, obviously, I do not like... have, like, a, a space science degree here, folks, okay? I'm not Buzz Aldrin. Not Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> I don't know. But I do... I feel like, yeah, I don't think that the moon could have come from the Earth. Right. I, I have a hard time believing that. Fair enough. Same. <laughs> I have this. no evidence as to why. <laughs> it was just, again, one of those things I never thought about. Yeah, it's like, you know, okay, it's there. <laughs> um, and actually, an interesting fact is that a lot of the rocks on the moon actually have a completely different composition and age than the dust on the moon. What? Which leads a lot of people to ask, what seems to be the fuck? because how is the rock sitting on top of the dust not coming from the same place yeah what and so this just leaves a big question of the moon's origin there's a lot of speculation and a lot of the speculation is that it came from aliens so it doesn't make sense it came (laughs) from earth it doesn't make sense it came from somewhere else so the only logical explanation is aliens Thank you. I'm glad that that's... I can get down with that. I wonder how they would go about making it. You yeah. Know? Oh, we'll get there. Where they get those materials? Uh, hold on. The Soviets are going to tell us. Uh, some more weird stuff about the moon first, though, is the orbit and the size of the moon are so perfect that 
probability wise, it's almost impossible. Like there's no coincidence that perfect. Mm -hmm. So it's generally agreed upon just that the moon should not be where it is. It's almost impossible that our moon is situated the way that it is. Okay. Unless it was put there intelligently. It's orbiting in such a specific and precise way that we could not have life on this planet like we do if it wasn't that way. So you're thinking tides? Yep. No, more than that, oh. bitch. Actually, <laughs> there's an estimated less than 10% of terrestrial planets have a moon ratio like this because our moon is so fucking big for how comparatively small our planet is. Yeah. Like, the only planets or moons this size in our solar system are for, like, Jupiter. Because yeah. Jupiter's massive. I was gonna say, doesn't, like, Neptune have, like, 30 different moons or something? Yeah, there's a fuck ton. Yeah. Like, Earth should only have a moon that's around 30 miles in diameter. I think that's, ours is more like 2,000. Wow. Yeah. That's, like I said, one of the biggest anomalies in our solar system. The gravitational pull from the moon is actually what keeps Earth from wobbling on its axis. So the more a planet tilts and changes, like, the degree of the axis, the more changes that will occur on the surface as it tilts, like, towards and away from the sun. Mm -hmm. So without the moon, our planet could tilt in such a way that basically just the North Pole faces the sun all the time. What the fuck? Yeah. So because of that, obviously life would be much different. Uh, And if it weren't for the moon, that could happen. So it would be weird temperatures all over the place. We would be changing up to 85 degrees tilt in axis every million years or so. So that's like no stable seasons, no stable Mm -hmm. landscapes or climate. You ever just sometimes sit here and like think about how the earth rotates and you start to get a little like vertigo because you're like, wait a minute, (laughs) technically we're, we're moving, right? How do we not have motion sickness all the time? I'm you sorry. put me in a car where I'm going 30 <laughs> miles an hour norm- faster than normal and suddenly I'm nauseous. I just think about that sometimes. Right. Do you ever think about how millions and millions of years of excellent coincidences ended up with us living here on this fucking rock floating in the nonsense of space and now, what, I have a credit score? <laughs> what is our purpose? Fuck off. <laughs> to fucking work our ass off and then die? Yes. <laughs> Profit the machine. Anyway, we're not that existential yet. (laughs) Oh, so back to the tilt of the Earth. So because we have the moon, it, like, affects our gravitational pull, so we don't wobble and change. It's only about one degree every million years that we change, so it's not, you know, it's much better. Again, since logically we should not have a moon this large, it's wild that we have one the exact size needed to keep our planet how it is. And also, just, like, I've thought about this before, too, and I was glad that they talked about this in the research I was doing, but the way that the distance lines up between the sun, moon, and earth is, like, one in a billion odds that we get a perfect solar eclipse. What the hell? Like, if it's any farther or any closer, it's not going to cover up the sun that way. Okay, but this, this leads me to believe, like, since we're talking about the possibility of aliens forming the moon, this mm-hmm. leads me to believe that we're just... Aliens experiments. Oh, Like, yo, we gotta incubate these people. Sis, you hold tight. (laughs) Buckle up. (laughs) Buckle up. Conspiracy theorist J.P. Tobinson called it an astoundingly perfect fit when comparing all of the numbers to the Earth-Moon-Sun ratio, Mm -hmm. which obviously I'm not gonna go into this because numbers bore me, Mm -hmm. but, like, there's a lot of, like, numerology into this that it's, like, perfectly round numbers. Mm-hmm. in all of this science, which is just, it does not exist. Yeah, that's crazy. Right, it's crazy. And there are just, like, a lot of really weird random things about the moon. 
like, the center of gravity isn't actually in the center of the moon. It's about a mile closer to the Earth side, which should make it wobble in its orbit, Mm -hmm. but it has one of the most perfectly circular orbits in the solar system. Because even there are a lot of planets in our solar system that don't orbit completely circular, but our moon does, even though it doesn't have a center of gravity actually in the center. Which is weird. Also, why don't we ever see the back of the moon? Why does it orbit that way so we can't see her ass? What's she hiding? <laughs> I never even thought of that. I think about that all the time. I'm like, how come the moon always looks the same? She always has the same face. It's just like this. So basically, all of that just means it's almost impossibly coincidental that our moon is our moon and that it impacts life so much more than we think. There are just so many factors that should not line up the way they do. And it's just like that almost could not happen naturally that's that's crazy not even one in a billion that's like one in a trillion like, yeah that's what the wild. fuck that's nuts which i never again i never really thought about yeah. most of these things i'm like wait holy shit yeah really um so because of these things a lot of people think that it's too perfect to have just happened on its own and so there are theories about the moon being a product of intelligent design mm-hmm. some people would say god uh, Maybe. we're gonna say aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless aliens are God. Wait. Yeah, exactly. Alright, so, like I said, the major theory that I want to talk about is that the moon is hollow. A lot of people genuinely believe the moon is a hollow shell, either natural or by intelligent design, and the theory was actually first introduced officially by Soviet scientists in the 1970s. Oh, okay. Uh, the idea of a hollow planetary body, though, is not new. Like, there are ancient stories about people going to the inside the earth yeah like there are a million stories and theories about the earth being hollow and mm-hmm. that there being like a subterranean world under us that'd be like, crazy journey to the center of the earth narnia did was narnia underground or was that like a different realm I don't, that's I've like another dimension man but like there are a million of them and they actually go back to like the 1600s yeah and even before there are so many there was a completely other story that I don't fully remember right now about this man who claimed to travel to the center of the earth. And he, like, went into some cave and, like, emerged into this planet that was just always in a glow. There was no sunlight, but it was just glowing. And that there were really tall people living in there. And it was just wild. I thought the center of the earth was a pit of fire. And that's the other thing. It's <laughs> hell. Like, a lot of the inner workings of our planet is like sulfur and fire and lava and um hell yep hell is literally like kind of that subterranean world but it's evil so that's for the christian ladia (laughs) the theory of a hollow moon though has less stories but obviously like the same theme Mm -hmm. and that theory in my opinion is more likely just since we know less about the moon in general Because, like, we've been stuck on Earth forever. It's lame. We know what's going on here. Old news. Uh, Most people believe scientists about stuff, but then there are those who think the world is flat, so, like, whatever. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Christopher Columbus. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's a girl on my Facebook going on the other day about how we don't really know the Earth is round. I'm like, yes, we do. But she's the kind of girl who's into witchcraft in a way that she's like, I don't talk to anyone whose fifth eye isn't opened. I'm living in the fifth dimension right now, and we don't know if the Earth is round. I'm like, shut up. Sure, okay. Shut up. No, you can't do my tarot reading over Facebook Messenger. Facebook Messenger. God. (laughs) Jesus. Um... So, one of the biggest points in saying that the Earth is hollow 
is that scientists studying the moon discovered that it, quote, rings like a bell when struck. So you hit Ooh. the moon and it reverberates and rings like a bell or a gong. How do, how do which, they know that? I will tell you. Right okay. Now. <laughs> uh, which, obviously, that doesn't make sense if it's a solid thing. But during the Apollo missions, astronauts put seismic recorders on the surface of the moon to record moonquakes. Okay. So they recorded information on sizes of moonquakes from small meteor strikes to explosions they created for this scientific purpose. So they did smaller ones. They were, like, setting off blasts that were either small like a shotgun or big like like a fuck ton of TNT. Mm-hmm. And they actually just gave up and crashed the Apollo rocket into the surface to see what would happen. Are you fucking kidding? Like, part of the rocket drops off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just dropped it onto the surface of the moon, crashed it in to see what would happen, and it, it rang like a bell, like, reverberated for over three hours. Wow. And that was in 1969. Because 1969, listen... Brian Adams was right. Summer of 69 was fucking wild. They did a lot of weird shit back then, and I love it. Summer of 69. It was a summer of... Okay. <laughs> so, NASA still records seismic activity on the moon that seems to just come from nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, there will be little moonquakes here and there that seem to be for no reason, and some of them almost seem like they're on a schedule because they're of the same magnitude approximately the same time apart. What the fuck? Like, oh, over time. What? Yeah, so they're almost like they're on a schedule. So this has been explained by NASA just loosely that the moon is a lot less dense than Earth, so seismic activity travels differently. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking there's a really thick crust and then, like, a less dense center and a very small core. Okay. But, again, they don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of weird things surrounding the craters on the moon also. Mm-hmm. So some of them are so big, obviously we can actually see them from Earth, and that there are huge craters all over, suspected to be caused by collisions with, like, meteors and asteroids. Not that I didn't know the difference between those two things. <laughs> but if that were the case, they're not right. Like, the craters aren't right for something hitting them. Okay. So with the immense size of some of the craters, like I said, we can literally see them from Earth. Yep. They are the same depth as the smaller craters. So you'd think being hit by something so large that it makes such a wide crater, it should be much, much, much deeper. deeper. Yeah. But some of them actually have convex bottoms, meaning the center is higher than the edges, kind of like an upside-down bowl. Oh, yeah, so it, like, imploded or something? like. No, so it's like, if it got hit... Okay, picture you have a basketball. Mm Mm-hmm. You're holding that kind of firm basketball, and then you take a balloon mm-hmm. and smush a balloon against it. Okay. You know the shape yeah. it would make? Where it, it's kind of like the way the balloon impacts the basketball. It goes oh, convex yeah. Yeah. with the shape of the basketball. Yeah, okay, got it. So it's like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, they're hitting something underneath. What the fuck? Yeah. So this shouldn't happen, like they said, unless there's something harder under that's stopping the projectiles from, like, penetrating any farther. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people point to this as being evidence that the moon is hollow and claims that the meteors are slamming into a reinforced shell or hull underneath the dust and rocks. That's just gotta be strong as fuck. Yeah. And so the astronauts were like, what the fuck? Let's drill into these craters and see what happens. They could not drill more than a few inches and they stopped. What? They couldn't go any farther. What? Couldn't drill any farther. And one source actually said that there were visible metal shavings where they tried to drill. So, obviously, conspiracy theorists love this, and especially the Star Wars nerds are thinking that it's like a giant hollow metal sphere like the goddamn Death Star. (laughs) 
So then we're kind of wondering then if that's the case, why is it still covered in dust and rocks? Mm -hmm. So it's possible that that would be like acquired with its gravitational field, like random dust and yeah. rock floating through the cosmos just kind of gets stuck to its gravitational field. Yep. Or maybe it's a fucking disguise. Yeah, camo. So, you know, for who or whatever might be inside, but there is another possible explanation, but I'll talk <laughs> so Dr. Carl Sagan himself said that a natural satellite cannot be a hollow object. So if it's hollow, it's not natural. So how did it get there and who the fuck put it there and why? Love it. So if it's going to be hollow, might as well take it a few steps further, right? Yep. Why would it be hollow for no reason? Yeah, why? It's because it's a spaceship. <gasps> That's right. <laughs> the moon is a spaceship. So in the 1970s, those two Soviet scientists came back. I love me a Soviet scientist. I feel like the, the Russians, the Soviets, got all the weird shit, and I love it. Oh, yeah. So their names were Mikhail Vasin and Alexander Sherbakov. I'm mm -hmm. so sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, suggested that a highly advanced alien race put the moon in its position, and that that race was actually living inside the moon and observing Earth, which they, and they published this all in an article called, Is the Moon the Creation of Alien Intelligence? in basically what is the Russian version of Reader's Digest called Sputnik. <laughs> okay, first of all, does anyone actually read Reader's Digest? I, I can't Second know. of all, Sputnik. Sputnik. Like is their satellite. The, is the set okay, yeah. It's, it's their satellite. satellite. The one thing they're famous for. <laughs> Besides <laughs> communism. Aw, that's so sad. <laughs> Sputnik. I made that really horrible meme last night when it's like when your mom calls your full name and you know you're in trouble. Sputnicholas! Oh shit. <laughs> oh, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> Sputnicholas. Anyway. So in this article, they suggested that the moon was originally, like, a planetary entity, but was hollowed out using huge machines by a really advanced alien race way out in the cosmos. So, mm -hmm. super far away. And this is, like, thousands of years ago. Yeah. So, specifically, they said that they spewed the original core out of what were basically artificial volcanoes. Mm -hmm. So, it was like they used this machinery to create fake volcanoes to take everything inside the planet and splurr Can you imagine just seeing a planet, like, just shit out a bunch of shit? Right. <laughs> Which, this is actually, when I read this, I thought it was really interesting because a lot of the formations on the crust of the moon, scientists have said, look like they were created... They, they follow the same patterns of, as, like, land masses that are created by a volcano, but mm -hmm. there is no evidence of volcanoes on the moon. That's crazy. So it's weird. It also makes more sense because the moon, unlike most other planetary bodies, the crust is what they think is the hardest and densest part, which usually it's the core is yeah. the most dense. So if you melt down the core and spew it onto the outside, well, now you have a hollow planet for you to live inside of. In a shield. Inside a shield that you made from the core. That's like, crazy. Yeah. They also hypothesized that these beings living in the moon were either towed to Earth by a comet. So okay. they just, like, lassoed a comet. They were the first cowboys? Yes, they lassoed a comet, rode that wave into Earth, <laughs> or they somehow propelled themselves there and parked themselves in Earth orbit and have been there ever since. They said, quote, Abandoning the traditional paths of common sense, we have plunged into what at first sight may seem like unbridled fantasy. The more minutely we get into the, all the information gathered about the moon, the more we are convinced that there is not a single fact to rule out our superstition. Not only that, many things so far considered to be lunar enigmas are explainable in the light of this new hypothesis. Which basically means, yeah, we sound crazy, but this would explain a lot of stuff. Yeah. 
So, honestly, the moon being hollow and being inhabited by aliens would explain several things. Like the fact that the most dense part of the moon seems to be the crust. Mm-hmm. Like we just talked about. Like it's a like they created a shell. Yeah. Uh, that they can't drill into and that meteors seem to bounce right off. That's so crazy. that's cool. Um, it would also explain why there's no water on the moon, but there is evidence that it exists under the surface. So there have been a few points in time where there have been like these kind of foggy clouds of water vapor seen on the moon but that quickly disappeared and there wasn't really much of an explanation for it Mm -hmm. um nasa said that it was like water tanks on some of the apollo rockets burst but the amount of mist that was there just would not make sense for the much smaller amount of water that they had Mm -hmm. so that one's still up in the air i guess no pun intended (laughs) <laughs> Not exactly intended, Emily. Who do you think I am? <laughs> so, and it could be explained by living beings being inside. Yeah, pretty and much. Th- they probably need water, but who's to say? The aliens from Signs definitely did not need water oh that was their kryptonite it was it was really (laughs) smart of them to go to a planet that was mostly water and our bodies are 70 percent water yeah what (laughs) they were like trying to eat us we're literally made of whatever okay uh it also explains the weird phenomena that there seem to be like random bodies of stronger gravitational pull in random spots on the moon so it's almost like as if there's something under the surface causing certain areas to have stronger gravity so far they're unexplained but there's just random places on the moon that have stronger gravity in these, like, weird masses. That's so weird. And, of course, it would explain the ringing like a bell. Because slapping a trash can <laughs> is gonna reverberate a lot more than slapping a rock. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's a nice boulder. That's a nice boulder. <laughs> I like boulders. <laughs> it's not just a boulder. It's a rock. Look at us throwing in all these quotes. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Shrek. You've got Spongebob. You've got us never getting monetized because we quote everything that is copyrighted. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) Uh, So, the theory of the moon being a spaceship brought here by aliens thousands of years ago actually lines up weirdly well with a few creation myths from all around the world. Mm -hmm. Obviously, way back when, we've talked about how there are all these stories of ancient aliens, which is obviously a series that's been on TV for, like, my whole life. And this was back when, you know, a lot of different civilizations around the world didn't know about each other. Like, you couldn't travel, there was no communication, really. So, it's weird to think that so many different places would have such similar stories unless there's something that actually inspired them. Yeah, definitely. And that's the case in this, I think. There's, there are a few different places that have... Different stories, but a lot of parts of them line up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just going to tell you about this one particular Zulu myth that says hundreds of generations ago, two brothers named Wawani and Mpenku, I'm so sorry, <laughs> uh, also called the Water Brothers, brought the moon to the people. So these brothers had fish-like scales, and they stole an egg from a great fire dragon, emptied out the yolk, rolled it into the sky, and it became the moon. So that's the basic gist of the mm-hmm. story, which lines up really well with a, like, Mesopotamian-type area. I can't remember the particular group of people, but they had a very similar myth mm-hmm. that involved fish people. Yeah. Like, scaled fish people, which is weird. So in the Zulu myth, after they placed the moon in the sky, it caused, like, wild changes all over the planet, like all of the water appearing. Yeah. 
because before they got there and before there was a moon, the earth was surrounded by a really dense layer of mist, Mm -hmm. like water vapor, that was just kind of suspended in the air. So the people on the planet didn't see or feel the sun, like, through the mist. There were no, like, bodies of water. There were no seasons. Um, and stuff like that. Then they put the moon into the sky, and all the water fell down in these huge monsoons and created giant floods. As a side note, this is an exact parallel with the Bible with their 40-day and 40-night rain that led to the flood. Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark, anyone? He got two animals of every kind. So, once we had the moon, we had seasons and tides, and our rotation, like the earth on its axis, was regular and calm and didn't change. And they could finally see and feel the sun because it wasn't hiding behind the misty water vapor. Mm Mm-hmm. So that all obviously really lines up to what would actually happen if there was no moon and then suddenly a moon, based on everything I said before and how it, like, impacts life. Definitely. Uh, This is, like, really weirdly similar. That being said, these scaly fish-like brothers are thought by conspiracy theorists to be messengers from the race of aliens known as the reptilians. (gasps) My favorite species of alien. Your favorite. It's weird to me that you didn't, like, get there cognitively first before I got here. No, I did not. No. (laughs) I've checked out. I'm glad I could surprise you, though. (laughs) Uh, So the reptilians basically are, like, a subsect of alien. There are so many people who have... A million different stories and theories on them. I don't want to get into that right now because it's not what this is about. Mark Zuckerberg. Shakes fist. (laughs) Got sucked again. (laughs) Basically, all you need to know about the reptilians is that they're giant reptilian bipeds that are, like, far more advanced than we are. So when people make, like, these wild jokes about, like, the lizard people living in the moon, this is that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This, This is them. So in the Zulu myth, the reptilian brothers made their escape from the floods by ascending back to the moon and have stayed there ever since. So this is obviously connected directly to the whole hollow moon spaceship theory, because if someone brought the moon here thousands of years ago, there would definitely be stories of it suddenly appearing in the sky Mm -hmm. and that it would change the planet. And that's that's, literally life-changing. Yeah, literally life-changing. So if there are actually aliens living in the moon in this giant space station like they think or like they say, there are a few different... Well, there are a lot of different, like, branches of this conspiracy and, like, Mm -hmm. what a hollow moon would mean. Yeah. Um, Particularly the reptilians living in, or any aliens, I guess, living inside the moon. They might just be living there. Like, it's their own planet. Like, just, like, literally keeping to themselves and minding their own business. Who knows? They might be paying Earth rent, for all we know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we let you stay here. We let you be our moon. Now give us Dogecoin. Give give (laughs) us your people (laughs) to probe. (laughs) Let us probe you. (laughs) so they also might you know be in contact with our government and leaders because obviously there are a lot of a lot of theories about what the government does and does not know about aliens like when ufos are seen and there's like those kind of like those type of alien events lower level government officials when they want to look into it upper government is like shh stop that don't talk about that yeah i mean like i fully 100% believe that um, Israeli scientist that has been in the news (gasps) um, these past couple of months. I mean, he 100% said to the media, yes, aliens are real. The government knows about them, specifically, like, big governments like uh, Russia, the United States. They are in contact with each other. Uh, Fucking Donald Trump knows about them. Um, Because this was when he was during uh, his presidency. 
But he it said, pisses me off because I'm definitely smarter than Donald Trump, but he knows more stuff than me. Like, he knows about more <laughs> stuff that I would love to know about. Yeah, like aliens. Exactly. That's all I mean is aliens. Exactly. Really. Yeah, no. Yeah, nothing else. But yeah, it's it's that whole idea, and this um, Israeli scientist literally said, like, the aliens think we are not physically ready to know about their existence because our minds are just not capable of handling that sort of, right. like... Well, I mean, they're looking at what's going on on Earth right now, and they're like, wow, people still are openly hating and abusing other people for the color of their skin or what their hair looks like. There's no way they would tolerate someone else from another planet. No. Can you imagine, like, Like, reptilians stepping up? Right? Someone literally speaks to you with an accent, and you're like, you're not from here. I hate you. Yeah. You're... You think we're going to be cool about aliens, bro? That's why the aliens won't visit us. We're all shoot first, ask questions later, and that's the dumbest right. shit if you ask me. But and okay. That's, I, that's such a, like, human and specifically American mindset is yeah. that, like, if there are aliens, they're definitely going to kill us right away. Yeah. Like, not everyone is you. <laughs> yeah, not everyone hates, you know, not everyone Not everyone else. wants to travel the universe just to kill whatever they come across. Like, what the fuck? That would be so mean. That would be so petty to invest, like, trillions and trillions of dollars into spaceships just to try to find life somewhere just to extinguish it. Yeah, just be like, like that. we would... created you, we're gonna destroy you. That would be American as fuck, though. The government, you know, could be in touch if there are aliens living inside the moon. There could be the government being in touch with them. Mm-hmm. One day I'll do an episode on the Yellow Book and the Ebons and how the Ebons are, like, a species of alien that gifted mankind this book that, like, tells them everything and that the governments, wow. like, secretly have this giant book that tells us everything. I want that book. I don't want to know that much. <laughs> That's too much. Uh, ignorance is bliss, I can tell, because I know a lot of dumb people seem really happy. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Loki. Anyway, uh, so there are also a lot of theories and, like, quote-unquote photographs and evidence showing that there are actually buildings and, like, aircraft on the moon. Okay. So there are stories about astronauts, quote, almost always seeing some kind of buildings or compounds or UFOs or other airships either on the surface of the moon or flying around. Though they have never been hostile, they've only been observant and occasionally helpful. Um, so these theories are a little more out there. I didn't really read into them that much, but there are a lot of, like, photographs that, I mean, they look authentic, but, I mean, Photoshop. Exactly. Photoshop. I've seen, I've seen you look at a photograph and then recreate that photograph (laughs) by drawing it in, like, half an hour. Anyone could have made this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's not that hard. After seeing what you can do, I'm like, yeah, people can make fake stuff really, 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 really Oh, Yeah. So there's, like, you know, of these little buildings or, like, little ports on the side of the moon that, like, spaceships are coming out of, or there's just, like, rows and rows and rows of, like, little dome buildings, or one time they said they saw a whole, like, row of aircraft. Like, so do these buildings just, like, peek out of the moon? Like, I don't understand how they're seeing that if it's supposed to be inside the moon, you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's, like... They're theorizing that there are, you know, civilizations inside the moon. Yeah. But that maybe they have, like, a little outpost on top. On the side that we can't see? Probably. That's it. Most likely. We just my, solved it. My big question about uh, the moon and the government is um, if you're investing so much money in taking photographs of the moon and sending cameras to the moon to take these high-quality photographs, why can't you take photographs in color? 
That's what everybody says right now. Yeah. Like, they're all black and white. I'm just saying. But whatever. So, anyways, these <laughs> these stories about the, they're coming in contact with these aliens and the buildings and the airships, and they're just kind of told to keep it quiet, which would imply that the government knows they're there, and they're just being like, yeah, just tell, yeah. tell people there's nothing there but dust and rocks. Yeah. Um, another option is that they might just kind of be observing and learning from us and just, like, studying our planet, like, scientists, literally, like, the outpost at the South Pole. You're on the outpost mission just studying and see what the fuck goes on, but also it's been, like, a million years, so are they tired? I doubt they're <laughs> not, I doubt they're learning from us, I think they're just learning, learning about yeah. us. Not from us, but about Like, why us. do these people kill each other, man? Yeah. Why? Why do they still hate people of Why do they worship Paper money. Why are they so worried about what genitals are in another person's pants? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) And like, this is slightly unrelated. My friend was sending me these TikToks recently that it's like a guy who's stationed at the South Pole Research Center down Mm -hmm. there. And that they just kind of entered that period where they can't travel. So they cannot leave and no one can come to them. Hell no. And, like, my friend was sending me this, like, yo, this is a perfect setup for a horror movie. And I was like, oh, you mean, like, 30 Days of Night? Yeah, my favorite fucking vampire (laughs) movie ever. (laughs) Best fucking vampire movie. But, and so this guy who's, like, stationed at the South Pole is like, yeah, it's literally easier to get home from the space station than it is from where I am. That's crazy. Like, they have no ability to leave, but I kind of forget that people just kind of idly go to and from the space station kind of regularly. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I think that's so cool. So, boop-a-da-boo. Anyway, sorry to derail. Another possibility, and this is also just a huge theory in and of itself, is that a lot of people who talk about alien races interacting with humans fully believe that they already live among us, and have had some hand in human development. Mm-hmm. So, like mating with us. Yep, and stuff like that. So, if it is possible that these aliens are living in the moon, who's to say they're staying there? Yeah. Like, if those reptilian brothers were coming down to the earth, like, it's possible that, that it's happening. And I know a lot of people who talk about various different aliens, whether it's the greys or those white ones we were hearing about on that other podcast the other day, like last week. The white ones? The, the big white aliens out in the desert. Albinos? <laughs> so, you know, some of us are just pale, Emily. <laughs> Plot twist. The white aliens was just me. It's just me. <laughs> um, no, but it's like that there are people who think that like the aliens are already living among us, yeah. whether it's like they have their own separate colonies, or whether they're known by the governments or not, whether they're like walking among us. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> but like... Justin Bieber. And, <laughs> and possibly like mating with us on occasions. And thus... People believe that the aliens living in the moon drove it here to colonize and that it was just kind of like their vehicle to get to a new planet after they like destroyed their own, you know, go green and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, or were simply colonizing a new planet if their population had outgrown the size of their old planet. Meaning, we are the aliens. Dun, dun, dun. We are the aliens. That they drove their little moon spaceship here. Um, as a last-ditch effort to get somewhere, found a planet that couldn't they couldn't inhabit, and they came down, and here we are. So we're technically in the moon. And, no. and we don't want <laughs> us to know about us. <laughs> but that's the other thing. It's like, well, if that's the case, then why aren't we allowed to know? Like, yeah. what? Just to keep it a secret to be funny? Like, yeah. Like, this is like a billion-year-old joke. I it's really fucking funny. I was like a 3,000-year-old practical joke. <laughs> 
I'd say impractical jokers would be shook. Sal, stop that. <laughs> yeah, so I guess they just drove the moon here, parked it in our grav field, and just, like, moved into their cozy new planet? Like, are they us? Are they among us? Do they have some hand in our evolution by, like, mating with primitive humans? Like, are, like, if that's the case, like, there are so many different directions it could go. Like, maybe they came here during, like, early human times and just kind of situated themselves in and started mating with humans and kind of, like, aided in yeah. our development. So we're, like, part alien. It would make sense when you're looking at, like, the, the structures of uh, human skulls from, yeah. you know, so and long ago. And how they ago. change. Yeah. I mean... Evolution. But, like, also, evolution with the hand of... An alien. Banging the aliens! <laughs> I do just want to mention that in The Sims 4... Oh, no. Can you bang aliens? <laughs> it, first of all, you can make an alien, yeah, and they can have, you know, they can mate with the humans and have children, alien babies, but... What the fuck? Your sim can randomly be abducted out of fucking nowhere. Like, male, too. And you... And the aliens can get the male sim pregnant. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's happened to me once. Wait, that happened on the animated Men in Black series. That's probably where they got it from. <laughs> he thought that he was... This is like a weird, like, fever dream, hyper-specific memory I have from when I was, like, five. I was watching the Men in Black aliens, or animated series, and he was like, I have a headache. And she's like, go take a Tylenol. They're on my desk. And he saw this little floating pink orb and was like, I bet that's a Tylenol. And he swallowed it, and she was like, um, that was an alien embryo, you fucking weirdo. Now you're pregnant. What the fuck? <laughs> Anyway, that's a weird memory I have. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the the list of theories I have on if aliens live in the moon, the different possibilities. A completely separate theory that is possible is that it has nothing to do with aliens, that the moon is just a secret space station for humans, like a secret moon base for the world elite. That'd be fucked so, up. So, big Illuminati shit, which yeah. can connect to the if people fully actually are on the case that... The Illuminati are reptilian lizard yeah. people. Yeah. They are the lizard people living in the moon. The New World Order. The New World we Order. We talked about that shit this for a little like, bit with the Colorado airport. This is just a nice little crash bang of like three different conspiracy theories yeah. in one. Oh my god. But basically it's like, ah, bruh, the earth is dying or a giant meteor might crash into the earth. Better get Beyonce and Elon Musk to the <laughs> secret moon base for safety. Who are we gonna take to the new planet? Fuck the scientists and the doctors. We need Beyonce. They're like, we need Bill Nye, the Queen, Beyonce, Elon Musk, and Sasha and Malia Obama. That's it, really. That's it. Danny that's DeVito. That's all. But somehow that's less likely. I highly doubt than it. Than aliens. I highly <laughs> doubt it. Living in the hollow moon. So basically, just to sum up. There are a million reasons to believe that the moon is not natural and it really does not belong where it is whatsoever. Mm-hmm. How the fuck is it here? Why the fuck is it so perfect <laughs> to our needs? It's hollow. It's hollow. The moon's hollow. Don't change my mind. You can't. There's the moon's hollow. And maybe, just maybe, it's a spaceship full of reptiles. But it's definitely hollow. I, okay, so... I love throwing this theory out when people ask for, like, random conspiracy theories. I'm like, moon's hollow. And, I mean, and if they throw out something wilder, especially if they start with the moon, they're like, oh, we never landed on the moon. I'm like, you fucking still believe in the moon, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta one-up them every time. One-up the crazy. I'm gonna be honest, like, I really did not know anything about, like, the conspiracy of the moon being hollow, but, like, you fully convinced me. I'm so glad. I mean, I'm really gullible, but but still. 
glad. Because, like, this is one of those things that I was like, yeah, this is, like, kind of crazy, but, like, realistically, thinking about the moon being hollow, I'm like, I mean, it could be. Oh, yeah. Aliens living inside? (laughs) Could be. Yeah. But, like, actually just the moon being hollow? Yeah. I mean, why not? Space is weird. I fucking believe that. Yeah. I would, if scientists told us, yes, the moon is hollow, I don't think I'd be that weirded out. Um, if we found out that aliens were living inside, I'd be weirded out, but... I'd be like, bro, that's fucking awesome. I'd be like, Let's yo, take a trip. genius, hide in plain sight, my guy. Yeah, really, talk about camouflage. For real. That's so, awesome. So, anyway, the moon's hollow, aliens may or may not live inside. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. That's crazy. I love that. Okay, seems like it's that time again. Time for... Dad joke intermission. We're really good singers. We didn't plan that at all. <laughs> How did we actually We're just do the same? So in sync. Really are. Oh, speaking of in sync, you know what's gonna happen in a few days? It's gonna be May. Stop. <laughs> That's literally a dad joke. I think I was just gonna say. I think that is my dad joke. That's hilarious. All right, what do you have for me? All right, these aren't like this one. This one isn't, like, a, like, a joke where you, like, try to answer it. It's just this. Singing in the shower is fun until you get soap in your mouth. Then it's a soap opera. <laughs> but I'm... I love it. What you got? You know, the other day I got hit really hard in the head with a pillow. And now I have a concussion. Oh, no! <laughs> it would not be my first. Or second. Or third. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no. And, oh, wait, do you have another one? Yes. Okay, right. What do a tick and the Eiffel Tower have in common? What do what and the what? A tick and the Eiffel Tower have in common. I don't know. They're both Paris sites. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and that concludes Dad Joke Intermission. Wow, we're good. <laughs> I bet we sound great. I mean, people pay for like people to put together their intros and shit. Like, we're doing this shit on our own. And we had we just literally we didn't plan it at all. We just did it and it sounded bad and that's how we like it. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. If you cringed and turned it down or shut us off, I, I get it. <laughs> All right, Emily Bobemily. I'm so excited for your conspiracy theory. Yo, this is my favorite conspiracy theory I of all time. It's one of mine. I think I know a good amount about it, but I also thought I knew a good amount about Hollow Moon, and when I started doing research, I was fucking wrong. Yeah. So I'm excited for you to tell me a bunch of shit I thought I knew, but I don't. Yeah, there's just so much. It's nuts, honestly. I thought I knew everything, too, because I was really interested in this theory. Um for a while, but there's just so much. So, I'm gonna cover the Titanic conspiracy. Oh, ow! And no, I'm not talking about Leonardo DiCaprio and what's-her-face. He would not have fit on that door. Also, it wasn't even a door. He would have fit on that door. There was room. He literally tried, and the thing started to capsize. It's literally right there, ten seconds before the picture is taken, that he tries and can't. I'm just going to say, I do not like that movie, and you want to know why? Why? Because there's that one scene when the Titanic is sinking, and the two old people are in bed holding hands as their room starts to flood. Oh, weren't they? They were, like, 
representing some actual like old rich people that died on that on in the sinking. Probably. I don't remember who. I want to say the Waltons, but I don't think that's right. I'm gonna talk about a guy that kind of it sounds like that, but um, we'll get into it. Anyway, I thought. We give a little bit of a background to the Titanic, just, you know, I'm sure everyone knows, but just in case. April 10th, 1912. The RMS Titanic set sail in Southampton, England, heading for New York City. The Titanic was the largest ship to set sail at the time and was the second of three Olympic-class ocean liners. Okay. And that's kind of important to this whole conspiracy, but we'll talk about that. There were about 2,224 passengers on board, and this included um, the crew as well. Okay. And many of the passengers were super wealthy people, and some of them were also immigrants that were trying to come to New York City to start a new life. Mm -hmm. This Titanic ship, it was the pinnacle of luxury, and it contained a gym, a swimming pool, libraries, restaurants. It had everything. It's basically a cruise ship. Damn. Yeah, it was nuts. Have you seen those comparison pictures of, like, the Titanic versus, like, modern-day cruise ships? It's so teeny-weeny. Yeah, Yeah, it's It's, nuts. It looks like a postage stamp. Yeah. And the Titanic was just so regal. Yeah. So it also had advanced safety features, such as uh, watertight compartments and remotely activated watertight doors, which obviously didn't seem to help. (laughs) Yeah, what? But... The ship had 16 lifeboat davits, and the davits are, like, the devices that lift and lower the um, lifeboat. Okay. And each davit could lower three lifeboats, so that would total 48 life, like, 48 boats. But for some reason, the Titanic only had 20 lifeboats. They were like, nah, bitch, this is the fanciest ship. We don't need those. We're not gonna need those. That's what they always say. <laughs> and the 20 lifeboats that they did have could hold 1,179 people, which was about half the number of people that were actually on board. Okay, so, like, <laughs> fuck half. Yeah, there we go. Cool. Fuck the poor people. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, you'd think that in, wait, what year was this? Was this 1912. Yeah, so over 100 years later, you'd think we would have changed. Yeah, you would think, but, you know. Four days into the voyage, on April 14th, and about 375 miles south of Newfoundland, which is, like, an island off the east coast of North America. Okay. So it's up there. Um, like, is that, like, up near Greenland? Yeah, it's, like, near, it's where, like, Canada is and stuff. Oh, okay. So, so not quite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the ship hit an iceberg at 11.40 p.m. ship's time. So whatever time zone they were in. Okay. And the iceberg hit the right side of the boat and opened five of the 16 watertight compartments to the sea. While the Titanic was sinking, passengers and crew fled to the lifeboats, which had a woman and women and children first protocol, which you see in the Titanic movie. Except for Billy Zane. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's like, oh, I have a child. It's not even your kid. That's me trying to claim my cats on my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but they're my children. I have a child. <laughs> and so at 2.20 a.m., the boat broke apart, and took the lives of more than 1,500 people, and only about 710 people survived. Wow. I forget that actually such a large number survived. I mean, 710 comparatively is, like, 
not big enough. Yeah. Like, that's upsetting. For, like, the 2,000 plus people. Exactly. So it's like, that. I don't know, though. I always assume that it's, like, 50. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was quite a few, but not to the ratio of who were actually on there. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's just your basic background on the Titanic. And there are many conspiracies surrounding the sinking of the Titanic. Um, And one of these theories that I came across while I was looking at the main theory was that a mummy's curse (gasps) doomed the ship. What? Yeah. So I'll just give a quick little rundown of this theory because I thought it was interesting, but it's something that was, like, debunked, basically. That's like the sweet life on deck type of thing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So, legend states that there was an ancient mummified princess that left the trail of death across England in the early 1900s after being excavated and removed from Egypt. Which, by the way, that does piss me off. Remember, I think it happened last year that um, a bunch of people in Egypt uncovered, like, 12 crypts and decided to open them. Yes. Anyways. And everyone was like, this is not the year, bro. (laughs) No. (laughs) And so, apparently, an American archaeologist bought the mummy, ignoring the warnings from the people that were like, nah, man, this mummy is cursed. Right. He was like, I don't care. I'm bringing this to New York. <laughs> Why can you just buy a mummy? You can well, I'm sure like, they were like, they don't want it anyway. But, but as a souvenir, you can be like, yeah, I'll take this mummified human remains. I mean, he was an archaeologist. Home. Oh. He probably wanted to put it in his office or something. <laughs> I suppose. You know, I would fuck with buying, um, like, a mummified Egyptian cat. Oh, no. That really does make me sound like a cat lady, actually. Oh, no. I think, I think that's what... Oh, no. Did I just cross a threshold? <laughs> yeah, the other night you were like, I would have the first cat. Yeah, I would have the... Fr- I could have the first cat. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, sorry. I I promise I'm really... I only have two cats. It's totally normal. Right now. <laughs> I love all animals. I just happen to have cats. I, I'm not a cat. Anyways. Lady. So, this archaeologist took his new mummy, and he was like, I'm bringing you to New York, baby. And the ship that he was going to take to bring this mummy back was the Titanic. Right. Um... And basically, Snopes, like, debunked this whole story. Um, They said that there was no mummy on board the ship. In 1985, president of the National Titanic Historical Society gained access to the ship's cargo manifest and cargo diagrams. Mm -hmm. And there was no mention of a mummy. But, like, in my opinion, this happened so long ago. Like, who's to say there wasn't a mix-up or that it wasn't documented on purpose? Right. Yeah, you know no what I mean? No one wants to tell the ship that they're bringing a haunted mummy on board. Yeah, I mean, it could, and it could have just been a fucking mix-up. Like, people, like, freaking... But also, it's a mummy. It's not like he's putting it in his pocket. Yeah, but, like, also, airports, they lose your luggage all the time. That's true. You know? So that, you know. And the ship did literally go into the ocean, so, like, how much was actually recovered that they would Yeah. Have? Yeah, exactly. Anyway... But anyway, my favorite conspiracy about the Titanic is that it never actually sank. And we're going to get into why. This is all for cash money. Cash money. As, in As it always is. Yeah. yeah. Always about that cash money. Human lives? Mm, not important. Money. Cash money. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop saying it like that. <laughs> So this theory was created by a guy named Robin Gardner, and he had wrote a book called Titanic, The Ship That Never Sank? Question mark? (laughs) And, you know, obviously we know that there was obviously a ship that sank the night of April 14th, 
we know there's a ship in the ocean. We know it broke in half. But was it really the Titanic? Correct. No. There is a theory that suggests that Titanic was actually switched out for an older ship called the Olympic. And the belief is that the ships were switched and purposely sunk for insurance purposes. Yep. Yep. As per usual. So during this time period, the White Star Line, who was the company that built the Titanic, entered a ship war with other competing companies. <laughs> and it was basically like, whose dick is bigger? You know? Who can make the biggest dick? <laughs> Who's got the biggest dick? Is it the guy driving the normal car or the guy with the lifted truck? The normal car. <laughs> <laughs> so the goal was to build the biggest and fastest ship. And since the company was having trouble creating fast ships, they decided that they would make the Olympic-class ships that would be bigger and more luxurious and hopefully compensate for it being too slow. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> so they commissioned the Olympic, the Titanic, and the Britannic. So the Olympic was the first to be built, and it was considered the lead ship. And on its fifth voyage in September of 1911, it actually crashed into a military vessel. Um, and it is claimed that because of the crash, the Olympic was an economic disaster. There were lawsuits because an inquiry into the Navy ship said that, um, they were found free of all blame, but the Navy vessel was literally the one to hit the Olympic, Olympic, so I don't know, you know, money, government, that's probably why they got away with it, because it was a Navy ship. Of course. Um. And they make things go away. Yeah, so it was believed that instead they decided to use its uh, newly built second ship and name it the Olympic while naming the damaged original Olympic the Titanic. Yep. So it was the Olympic, and then they were beginning to build the second ship out of the three, which was supposed to be the Titanic, and it's believed that when the Olympic was damaged, they were like, oh, fuck, we're losing a ton of money, and we can't repair this ship because we don't have the money for it. So let's just take the Titanic that we were building and name it the Olympic and then name the Olympic the Titanic. (laughs) What could go wrong? (laughs) Oh, no. That's crazy. No. (laughs) So, yeah, like I said, the thought behind it was that the damaged Titanic would be put into an accident on purpose so that the White Star Line could collect an insurance payment that could be used to build a brand new ship. So there's a few things that are supporting this theory. One of them is that the Titanic did not allow for public examination before its voyage, which theorists claim is because they were afraid that experts would be able to tell that it was actually the Olympic. Ooh, okay. Like, you know, yeah, like, if you're going to have, like, you know how before uh, a landlord lets you move in, they have someone inspect the house? That's basically... Couldn't have happened in my last place. They would have caused some shit. (laughs) That's basically, though, like, what they did. It's like, oh, we can't have this expert come in because they're going to know. Oh, you okay. know, um, interesting. I like that. Yeah, and Gardner also put forth the fact that like the sea trials for the Titanic were much shorter than the Olympic, and the sea trials are just like literally trials that they do to make sure the ship is working properly. Right. And the Olympic had completed a two-day sail trial in 1910, which included a bunch of high-speed runs. And the Titanic trial reportedly only lasted for about one day, and they didn't do anything working over like half speed. So they didn't even, like, try to get, like, you know, the highest speed that they could go. Is it because they just didn't care, or is it because they knew it wouldn't? That's what Gardner says, yeah. With the damage. Yeah, so Gardner states that 
the damaged boat wouldn't be able to take those long oh, okay. periods of high speed, so right. they okay. didn't do it. Because <laughs> uh, they were like, you know what? <coughs> let's you know, let's wait till everybody gets on board first. <laughs> Genius. Gardner supposed that the doors to the ship would be opened at sea to flood the ship slowly, and that if several other ships were nearby, they wouldn't need so many lifeboats, which, like right. I said, they only had, um, how many did it say, like, 20 or 22 lifeboats, but they could have had 40. Yeah, they had, like you said, they had about half as many as they needed. Yeah, yeah, so they were just like, you know, we don't need them, and their whole idea behind this was that if the ship were to sink slowly enough, because if they opened those watertight doors, the ship would sink slowly, meaning that, um, and if there were boats like, nearby. Like, people would be able to escape. And yeah, okay. and the lifeboats would be making multiple trips because the it was sinking so okay. slow. And if that was the thing, I would have it, like, why not sink it, like, right outside the harbor? I know, right? It's like, like why wait till you're, like, in the middle of the fucking ocean? It's freezing. Tem- <laughs> like, there's literally icebergs. I know. I don't even think they thought about, like, temperature-wise. That's not even, you know? like... Also, why were people going on this, like, beautiful voyage of this fabulous, fancy ship when you're not even going anywhere cool? You're, it's so fucking cold out there. There's icebergs. That's not a fun trip. Well, I mean, they just wanted to get to New York. Not No, but some people were just, like, rich and were like, I want to go on this fun trip. Yeah, because it was so fucking fancy. But how fancy can you be in su- sub-freezing temperatures? You can be in the indoor pool. I suppose. <laughs> in I the su- gym. I suppose. <laughs> I mean, if we look at the, like, the movie The Titanic, I mean, that shit was fancy. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure, like, rich people are just like, let's just go let's to say we went. Let's just do it. Like, yeah. Like, what? What's stopping us? It's all about good vibes. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we're going to be so well known. Like, we're going to be, <laughs> like, we can tell everyone we were on The Titanic. My frozen fish-eaten corpse. At the bottom of the sea is so fancy right oh, now. Oh, no. Sorry, is, is that too dark? <laughs> well, the rich people probably know they got off. Yeah. So, Gardner just posed the idea that the ship would have sunk slowly if it was done properly. <laughs> um, so they wouldn't need all those lifeboats, which I don't know. Properly sink a ship? You know what, like, I don't even know why they wouldn't just put all the lifeboats on there anyway. Yeah. Just, like, why? What was, Why? What, did it save you an hour of, like, loading on lifeboats? Like, Yeah, I don't understand. And he, like, Gardner's been pretty controversial with the stuff that he said in these books, um, just because, I guess, his theories, I think he states his theories in ways that make them seem like, like, this is fact, you um, know, but it's oh, like, Oh, you mean like dude, Fox News? Yeah, basically. It's Literally like, Fox dude, News. really? Really? But... His most controversial statement was that the Titanic didn't hit an iceberg. Um, he believes that instead an IMM rescue ship, and uh, I stated before, IMM is, like, the company that owns the Olympic. So it's, okay. like, a company above. Okay. Um, and he believes that the Titanic, which wasn't really the Titanic, <laughs> um, ran into an IMM rescue ship that had its lights out. Oh, and he based this hypothesis hypothesis on the idea that an iceberg could not inflict such substantial damage to a steel double-hulled vessel, which is what the Titanic was. But my uh, little rebuttal to that is that, like, icebergs can be huge. Yeah. Ice, and they're, they're, ice is hard. Ice is, and especially if it's, like, such ice. a big iceberg, it's thick. Yeah. 
And, like, you know how they do the whole iceberg theory where it's, like, there's only a little bit on top, but there's a huge part is underneath. And and that's exactly what got them in the Titanic was that, like, they supposedly, you know, that that they turned the wheel and just avoided it, but hit a big piece that was jutting out under the surface. Yeah, that they couldn't see. That they couldn't see. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole... So, I don't know, Mr. Gardner. I... I'm not no scientist, but... I am enough to say you're wrong. (laughs) Like, stuff that could kind of make his hypothesis seem pretty credible is that there's been photographs of the Titanic and the Olympic that have, like, floated around the internet. I think this is the the part I know. This is the good part. Yeah. So, there have been pictures of the Titanic (coughs) under construction and the Titanic on its first voyage that have been the center of confusion is because people were comparing when the Titanic was under construction and then when it was on its first voyage. And they're like, wait a minute, something don't add up. (laughs) I ain't no mathematician. But shit don't add up. Um, so in a picture of the RMS Olympic docked, it shows that the, in the very top row of portholes where the, um, where the last five are, they're closely grouped together. And the portholes are just, like, those little circle windows. The windows. Um, and so, yeah, in the Olympic, they're, like, closely grouped together. And the way they're set up is that there's two ports close together, um, one set apart, and then two more close together. Okay. And then people are like, wait a minute. In the image of the Titanic being built, the topmost portholes have the last five portholes evenly spaced out. Okay. So then there's an image of the quote-unquote Olympic in New York after the sinking of the Titanic, which seems to show the portholes evenly spaced apart. Ooh. So... Like the Titanic. Yeah. So I, I know that's, like, really confusing because it's like, oh, the ships were switched and, you know... So the whole thing is that the Olympic, the original Olympic, uh, had portholes that were grouped together, and the Titanic had ones that were evenly spaced out. But when the Olympic showed up in New York, in New York after the Titanic had sunk, they were evenly spaced out, and people are like, "Wait a minute, I've seen that before on the Titanic," <laughs> which is supposed to be in the sea. Yeah, who wore it better? <laughs> The Titanic had 14 bow portholes, so the bow is, like, the front of the ship. Um, And the Olympic had 16 bow portholes. And the ship photographed departing Southampton had 16 bow portholes, suggesting that it was the old Olympic that set sail that day. And photographs taken of the Titanic after the sinking show that there are 16 portholes. And... I love it. The window thing is what I know the most. That's, yeah, that's the thing that I feel like people know the most is because those photos have circulated. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I did come across this information. I don't know how much I believe it just because I don't know where, like, the documented evidence is. Mm-hmm. Apparently, before Titanic was set to sail, they added two more portholes to add more light to the galley, which is the kitchen, and washroom for the crew. And then that would explain why the ship photographed departing Southampton and the ship photographed after the sinking shows 16 portholes. Um, and that would make sense, right? Yeah, I guess. But, like, my whole question is, like, where is the evidence of this? Is it documented somewhere? Um, right, it's got to be in Is something. it photographed somewhere? 
that, like, oh, look, they're adding two more for some reason. Right. And, like, I don't know, I mean, I don't build ships, but, like, how hard is it to have, like, a ship pretty much almost done being built, and then you're like, oh, Add fuck. Add windows. Yeah. I just feel like that would be kind of hard, but I don't know. I, I, would, don't, I, don't I, know. I was thinking that, too, and, like, again, I don't know much about building ships, and it's probably easier than I'm imagining it, but it does seem like kind of a big last-minute decision. And in 1912, no less. Yeah. So it's just, like, I feel like... Who's got a photocopy of the memo that they got sent? <laughs> like, I feel like it could explain it, but also it's kind of, like, a very last-minute decision. And the thing is, like, they had all three of these ships, like, planned out already. Because yeah. they had to be commissioned. Oh, yeah. They had to be commissioned, so it's like, okay, it got approved. I'm going to start building this ship. I built the Olympic. It's fucking broken. We're going to build the Titanic. <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. We should add two more portholes so it's like the Olympic. Yeah. Was it Just not so the, the crew same, can have more light. Like the same original plans? Like, no, I guess not. The, yeah, like that's weird. Yeah, it wasn't like, even the Britannica, which was their sister ship, like I guess it wasn't built the same either. Oh, okay. So they weren't um, meant to be identical or anything? No, I guess not. I, I guess they just wanted them to be really big and really fancy, since they couldn't make them fast for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have something going for you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, again, I don't know how much I believe that, like, they would just all of a sudden be like, oh, last minute, add these windows. Yeah, that is strange. Um, but then at the same time, I do see how the images online of the um, Titanic and the Olympic could be confused because a lot of the photos I don't think are labeled. Okay. So you could obviously mistake the Titanic for the Olympic or vice versa because it just looks like a big ship. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in all black and white photos. Yeah, and there have been, like, other theories added to this is, like, they believe that, um, you know, where they put the name of the Titanic in the Olympic, like, that was obviously switched out, but apparently, like, that would be super hard to do. Oh, but not adding windows? Yeah! <laughs> so that's what I'm getting at here is, like, okay, switching the names out would be too fucking hard, but adding these holes... Adding holes to a boat seems fun. <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know. Interesting, yeah, that's weird. And so, like I said, the whole, um, the master, the mastermind behind this whole conspiracy is the people that owned the Olympic company. So it's, like, the bigger, the higher-up boat people. And there's also, like, a theory that goes alongside this, but is kind of, like, it kind of was confusing me, because... This theory is basically the same, but they kind of blame it on one guy. So, they believe that, like, the mastermind behind this whole plot was J.P. Morgan. And, like, like I said, that in every article I was looking at, researchers slash conspirators were, like, considering that the switching of the ships and the J.P. Morgan conspiracy are different theories, but they're basically the same thing. It's the belief that J.P. Morgan... (laughs) who was a banking millionaire, yep. makes sense, You're welcome. <laughs> sank the Titanic in order to ruin his rivals and pave the way for the establishment of the Federal Reserve Bank in the U.S. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, Some dirty money going on here. Oh, of course. Always. When is there not when it comes to rich That people? is absolutely true. So, 
Millionaire John Jacob Astor. Jingle. <laughs> Schmidt. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. And his uh, other rich buddies, some mining guy named Benjamin Guggenheim. You know, I'm the first thing that came to mind was the Guggenheim Museum in yeah. New York City, but I wonder if he liked art. Coulda. I don't know about art. Art is your world, Emily. Come on. Why don't you know? Oh, there's just so much. And another guy, another rich guy, he was the Macy's co-owner. Isidore Strauss. So these three guys, they're rich as fuck. They were apparently highly against the Federal Reserve Bank's creation. And J.P. Morgan was like, no, we're not going to have that. We can't have that. And coincidentally, all three wealthy men lost their lives when the Titanic sunk. Oh, yeah. Astor was last seen clinging to the side of a raft. Guggenheim's body was never found. But when the ship was sinking, he reportedly put a rose in the buttonhole of his suit and said, we've dressed up in our best and are prepared to go down like gentlemen. And I think that's fucking beautiful. Aw. I love it. Strauss died alongside his wife, Ida. And this was the guy that I was oh. talking about. His wife refused to leave him because, you know, it was women and children first. She refused right. to leave him. So they I think were that's like, the couple from the movie. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, so she didn't want to leave her husband's side, um, so they kind of just went down with the ship, which I think is also very beautiful. Yeah. And the most interesting part about this whole thing and the J.P. Morgan thing and what really fuels the idea that he did this on purpose was that he was supposed to be on that ship. Yeah. He had a, like, gorgeous, like, suite done up for himself because you know he he was part of the company that owned the olympic he literally canceled his trip right before the shift left its port this was so last minute there i I read say why i read somewhere that in like the papers they had said that he had said that he had fallen ill but i've heard that there were people that saw him out like the night the titanic left yeah and he was like out partying (gasps) J.P. Morgan! And then, I also read that the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette had said that he decided to stay in Europe. And you want to know why? Why? Because he needed to buy tapestries for his art collection. Uh, Sounds like a really thin excuse. That's a really lame reason to not ride such a pretty ship. Yeah, that literally had, like, his own... Yeah his own promenade deck it had his own personal suite and it had a specifically designed bath as well uh, oh my god like yeah what like, a spoiled brat he didn't even have to leave his suite like he had everything there right so it's like why would you pass that fuck? shit up man unless you know something yeah yeah so Yo. like i said like there was like oh he, he he fell ill so he had to cancel it last minute but then people were like but wait i literally saw him last night partying with a bunch of women but then the Gazette was like, nah, he just needed tapestries for his art, man. That's so lame. I know. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> so, you know, as a whole, conspiracy theorists say that Morgan sunk his own ship to clear away the opposition of the Federal Reserve Bank. And apparently he somehow manipulated all his rivals to sail on the voyage so they would go down with the ship. So it's kind of also at the same time, like, it seemed like... J.P. Morgan did not get along with these men, but he was like, here, take a ride on my ship. Oh, like 
know, that's kind of weird. business partners. Like, people who burn down their buildings for insurance. Yep. And I also read that, um, like, it was said that these three men were, like, so against this bank, but I also read that two of them didn't really talk about their beliefs regarding that, and then mm. one of them was, like, actually okay with it. Okay. So there's, like, this whole idea that, like, J.P. Morgan, why are you hating on these guys? Like, they don't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> Yo, J.P., ain't that serious? Jeez. So, yeah. And that's basically the whole idea behind the sinking of the ship. It was switched out. It was to be sunk, quote-unquote, on accident so that they could collect the insurance money, but it was also thought that J.P. Morgan, who owned the company above, was like, nah, man, I'm just gonna put these three dudes on this ship that I hate, a bunch with a bunch of other innocent people, and just fucking sink it. But Jack and Rose could have had something so beautiful. (laughs) J.P., how could you? So, yeah. And I just wanted to close this all up. I wanted to talk for a second about the third sister, the Britannica. Uh, I think you mean Britannic, because Britannica is... Yes, it is Britannic. Is the encyclopedias. You're right. (laughs) You're right. You know you're a college student, when You know you dumb as fuck, (laughs) when. So, I just wanted to mention that the Titanic's other sister ship, the Britannic, also sunk (laughs) after departing the Southampton area for her final voyage. What the hell? So, in 1915, the Britannic was used as a hospital ship in the First World War. Okay. Um, and it actually had five previous voyages before it sunk, so it was actually, like, pretty useful. Okay. It didn't immediately die like its first two sisters? It actually was doing pretty damn well. That's hilarious. But in 1916, the Britannic struck a mine while in the the Kia, the Key Channel, in the... Lord have mercy. A A G N C, A G N C, A G N C. That sounds like a car company. <laughs> oh, like G N C, A G N C. The. So yeah, the Britannic in 1916, it struck a mine while in the Kia Channel in the A G N C. A G N. And it took 55 minutes for the ship to sink, and it was recorded as the largest ship lost at sea during World War One. Oh, shit. But when it was sunk, there were about 1,065 people on board, so almost half, like, of what was on the Titanic. 30 people died, but only five bodies were recovered. Oh. So, that's the, all I have on that. I mean, it wasn't such I a... I mean, hitting a mine is like, that's not the ship's fault. Yeah, that was just like, Who, oh, no. They're literally made to do that, so... <laughs> yeah. So, I just find it... Like, they all got fucked up in the end, which is kind of sad. Poetic. But, yeah, I mean, at least not as many people died, I guess. (laughs) That's, yeah. That still sucks. Well, whoever's making those boats uh, needs to stop. (coughs) J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan, you dirty cuck. (laughs) You evil, evil brick. That's my closing statement for this conspiracy. (laughs) Whoever built the blueprints... (laughs) For the fucking Titanic, Britannic, and Olympic, 
You suck. You are not good at your job. You need to reconsider your career path. I think they're dead. Though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's too late, but... <laughs> it's too late to apologize. You're dead. Probably have been for a long time. So, yeah. yeah. Conspiracy Theories Episode 2. That was exciting. I really... That was really interesting. I love it. I love it. I didn't know there was so much dirty money behind the Titanic. Oh, yeah. So I mean, I guess you kind of have to figure it was such, like... An expensive ship, and it was for rich there's people. Like, there's gonna, yeah, there's gonna be something going on there. Like, for, you know, for sure. Unfortunately, and I still 100% believe that they were switched. I don't care what any proof. Oh, anybody I, I has. sure do. Yeah. Yeah. And then they probably went and made a movie out of it, and J.P. Morgan was like, "Oh no!" He rolled over in his grave. He said, "Don't look too close, Phil." My closing thoughts are: Holy shit, we made it to double digits, ten episodes. Keep sending in your own spooky stories that you've had, your personal encounters. Yeah. Heard it through the grapevine stories of anything true crime, paranormal, cryptid, urban legend, conspiracy theory. Let us know. You can email us at ucf.pod at gmail.com or follow us, DM us at UCF podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. Uh, in Send the meantime, us stupid shit. We love stupid shit. <laughs> You could tell by our Instagram. Oh, uh, yeah. If you love a good stupid-ass meme, <laughs> that's where you're at. They're funny, though. They're fantastic. Go check them out. In the meantime, stay spooky. Stay spooky, my friends.